Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Christians in San Diego sue a school district for promoting Islam. A town that denied a mosque permit is forced to pay $3.25 million. And Muslim students are complaining they cannot listen to music or go to prom during Ramadan. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. Christians in San Diego are now suing a public school district because the teachers promoted Islam to the children. Fox News reports that six parents filed a lawsuit against a California school district over its so-called anti-Islamophobia, in other words, pro-Muslim campaign for school children, stating that the policy violated the US Constitution, that's what the lawsuit alleges, alleges because it favored one religion over others. The Freedom of Conscience Defense Fund, which filed the lawsuit in San Diego Unified School District, on behalf of the parents last week Tuesday, said this policy should be protecting all students regardless of their religion, but it's not, it's promoting Islam. And the San Diego Tribune reported that Charles Lamandry, who is a lawyer for the Christian group, said the following, quote, it is our position that the anti-bullying policies should protect all students regardless of ethnicity and affiliation. And they shouldn't be singled out for any religious group for special treatment as they seem to be doing here for Muslims. The campaign was a politically correct solution to a problem that does not exist, end quote. Well, board members in San Diego Unified School District who claimed that they're just trying to stop bullying of Muslims, unanimously voted on April 4th to pass the campaign aimed at promoting Islam in the classroom. Only one member of the board was absent at the time of the news. The campaign gained little attention back in April 4th when they took the vote. But criticism began pouring in when the anti-Islamophobia or pro-Muslim campaign gained traction on news sites and social media. Some people called it an unwanted intrusion of Muslim beliefs and culture, and others said it prioritized their religion over ours. Along with protecting Muslim students by creating safe spaces from bullying, the district would provide more lessons about Islam to help students better understand and even practice the religion. And that's where they crossed the line. The policy would ensure, for example, that Muslim holidays would have to be recognized by all the students and staff members. It was posted on calendars and promoted throughout the school with a newsletter that was expected to be mailed out to staff and parents of the district's 132,000 students before the school year ends. And that's the news. Our thanks to Fox News for that report. 
Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. There is perhaps a spirit of favoritism, a spirit of bias against Christians in America largely and this whole political correctness movement has begun promoting things that are contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when they promote Islam, for example, under the guise of bullying protection, giving safe spaces to all the Muslims and then promoting it in the classroom, teaching it to the students, promoting it in the newsletters, putting it on all the student calendars, make sure that every student in San Diego has to recognize and observe Ramadan. Well, that's crossing the line. So this, uh, this anti-Christian spirit now has come into the, not just the student uh, influence, not just the teachers, but the school board who votes for this unanimously and they do this claiming to be, represent the, the voters who put them in office, that's not why you guys were voted into office. We want to discern the spirit of God and those parents who resisted. And these six families who filed the lawsuit and you're demanding at least the same recognition of Christianity, at least equal access to be able to promote Jesus in the classroom. If you're not gonna be able to do that, then you certainly should not be able to promote Islam or even atheism. The Bible says this in Matthew chapter five, Jesus said, I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. This is Jesus' call to us to love those who persecute us and we love them right there in court. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray for a courtroom victory for freedom of religion and yet not having Islam imposed upon children in the classroom or atheism imposed upon children in the classroom. Let there be a respectful way where teachers can discuss religions without promoting religions or discuss the differences between different beliefs in, in a matter suitable to the democratic freedoms which we hold dear in this country. And Father, we pray your blessing upon those, even in San Diego, who seek that freedom in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, another town refuses to build a mosque and they're fined three and a half million dollars. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit, or from angels, or from invisible demons. I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you how do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church 
and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. Thank you for watching PIJN News. A town that denied a permit to Muslims who wanted to build a giant mosque in the middle of that town. The town is now being fined and forced to pay the Islamic group $3.25 million. Associated Press reports that a New Jersey town will pay an Islamic group three and a quarter million to settle a lawsuit. They didn't even have to go to court. They're just settling out of court with a big taxpayer check to the Muslims over the denial of a permit to build a mosque. This was announced by the Department of Justice last Tuesday. Under the settlement, the group will be allowed to build the mosque now, and the town agreed to limit the zoning restrictions placed on houses of worship. And the Islamic Society of Basking Ridge sued Bernard's Township, an upscale town in central New Jersey last year, claiming that it changed its zoning ordinances in order to deny the group's plans. Now, this is over a year ago when President Obama was in the White House and the Federal Justice Department under the Obama administration also sued the town, helping the Muslims and forcing them to build the mosque, alleging that it treated the group differently than other religious groups. And the $3.25 million to settle this Obama-initiated lawsuit against the taxpayers is now helping the Islamic society and funding them. Of course, they're gonna split about $1.75 million towards attorney's fees and another $1.5 million for so-called damages for having their feelings hurt, for having the permit delayed, even though now they can build the mosque and use the taxpayers' dollars to do that. Through a spokesman, the township committee denied discriminating against the Islamic society and maintained the denial of the group's proposal was based on accepted land use criteria only. It noted that the group's members have used other township facilities to practice their religion for years. Spokesman Michael P. Turner wrote the following message in an email, quote, we remain a united township where all are welcome. This is the end of a long engagement on the application and opinions may still be varied, but it is in the best interest of the township to conclude the litigation, end quote. Central to the town's concerns were parking. Township planners had concluded that because Friday afternoon was considered peak worship time, 
congregants would most likely be arriving straight from work and each would need their own separate spark parking space. But a federal judge disagreed. Under the Obama administration, agreeing with the Obama Justice Department who sued the town to force them to build a mosque, the judge wrote in a ruling on December 31st that the town hadn't conducted similar assessments of worship habits when churches or synagogues had made applications. And that's the news. Our thanks to Associated Press for that report. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. In this story, you have human actors. You have the town there in New Jersey. You have the Muslims who wanna build the mosque. You have the Obama Justice Department intervening to force the taxpayers to settle out of court and fund with taxpayer money the building of this mosque. Those are just the human actors. Where are the spirits in this story? How do you discern the spirit of God or the angels or the demonic spirits, the non-human actors in this story? You can do that by looking at the morality of the human actors involved. And if they are influenced toward sin and toward evil, then they're being influenced by the demonic. If they're being influenced toward righteousness or toward good or toward God, then they're being influenced by the Holy Spirit of God. Well, in this case, the town made this decision. And whether you call it discriminatory, of course, the, the accusation was it's they're against our religion. And I don't think so, because when they made the determination, they were careful to language it in space and parking places and we just don't have enough room and it's zoned differently. So there were secular arguments for what was being made. I do not discern anti-Islamic discrimination, which may be unconstitutional, may even be evil. But instead, what I discern upon the fathers of that community were that they were trying to protect the community from evil. And the best way they should have done this, instead of basing their decision on parking places or or zoning restrictions, they should have simply said this. We're going to require that any religion, any house of worship that's gonna be built in our town cannot be affiliated with terrorist organizations. And we're gonna vet you thoroughly, Baptists and Catholics and Muslims, to see if you have any ties to Islamic terrorism, which is high in the community everywhere, aren't we worried about this? I mean, we see the UK bombings, we see what's happening in Europe. Isn't that coming to America? I think the New Jersey zoning restrictions ought to be discriminatory against evil, not against Islam, but against terrorism. And if they had done this properly, they would have been able to discern the evildoers among us and force out those that are influenced by a spirit of violence, by a demonic spirit of evil, and we can together. Now, what does the Obama administration do? <laughs> they want no borders, they want more Islam, they want more mosques, they're gonna sue your town, and, and honestly, thank God that Mr. Trump has reversed all of those policies. The Bible says this in 2 Kings chapter 18, he removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars. Maybe this is referring to President Obama himself cut down the wooden image and broke into the pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For in those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Neshutan. So 
Let's pray about this. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name that the false idols will be torn down, that the godly places, that Christian freedom will not be torn down. And Father, we pray that the Trump administration will replace the pro-Islamist policies of the Obama administration and that freedom would be restored. In Jesus' name, amen. True freedom without violent terrorism. That's what we're after here. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Muslim students are complaining they can't go to prom. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching PIJN News. Muslim students in Brooklyn are now complaining that they cannot listen to music during Ramadan or cannot go to prom during Ramadan and therefore they're making certain demands of their school. And the school said no. If you're really Muslim, you have a choice. You can celebrate Ramadan or you can go to prom, but you can't do both. The Blaze reports that amid a socio-political climate in which it seems student demands are being met with increasing frequency by schools, faculty members, and administrators, there is one school taking a stand, Brooklyn Tech High School Students issued a petition of their own recently to change the date of their senior prom and they were denied. It seems there's a vast Muslim population at the New York City School since its prom, which is scheduled for last week Saturday, happened to fall during the month of Ramadan, which is a Muslim holy fasting period. 
So the Muslim students who wanted to attend prom, they were offended by this scheduling mix up and they petitioned signers, wanted the date altered so that all Muslim students could attend. Ramadan, which is the annual Muslim holy month, calls for fasting between sunrise and sunset, along with other restrictions. Let's watch a quick two minute video from WCBS TV. I think it's kind of unfair because like there is a major population of Muslims in Brooklyn Tech. It's a sentiment felt by more than 240 people who have signed this online petition asking to change Brooklyn Technical High School's prom date so that everyone can attend, which right now is not the case. Will you be going to prom? Uh, no, because obviously Ramadan. Prom is scheduled for Saturday, June 3rd, and as you just heard, it falls during the Muslim holiday Ramadan, which begins this Friday and ends June 24th. I wouldn't want to miss out prom. It's such like a, it's a big deal. There's so many people who want to go to prom, but they don't have the chance because of Ramadan. Ramadan is the annual holy month for Muslims. Observers fast daily, consuming no food or drink from dawn to sunset. But the dance starts at 7 p.m. while the sun is still out. For prom night, I'm probably going to be spending time with my family. A Department of Education spokesperson tells us the dance was planned months in advance and officials will not be rescheduling. But that dinner will be served at 9 p.m. well after sunset so all students can eat. However, Muslims tell us it's not just about the food, but also other religious rules. You're not supposed to listen to music from, like during Ramadan, so that's why it's not really allowed. Some Muslim students feel in general their holidays are overlooked. Muslim holidays, they, they don't give like much attention to it. Like they still have like school events. Like they don't like really like care about it. Others telling us what's already been decided months ago shouldn't be changed. They already decided they're not gonna move it. So this petition isn't gonna really work. And even though the petition was created three months ago, a DOE spokesperson tells us the principal was not aware of it and he was just informed yesterday. We're told he'll be meeting with the Muslim Student Association today to discuss possible accommodations for future years. In Fort Greene, Brooklyn, Rena Roy, CBS2 News. The Islamic name for Ramadan dinner is iftar. And while the station said the prom dinner won't be served until 9 p.m. after sunset, there were many reasons for their inability to participate. And that's the news. Our thanks to The Blaze for that report. Okay, now, this whole story reminds me of a movie. Do you remember the movie? Has anyone here seen, now I'm a child of the 80s, I'm a product of Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Are you, are, now you gotta cut loose, Footloose, kick off the black hijab. No. Uh, my producer's giving me the ixnay on the inging say. So, <laughs> my, my point here is very similar pattern, right? This is Brooklyn, New York. But in that story, it was set in the South and the Southern Baptists don't dance. Well, in Brooklyn, apparently the Muslims don't eat before 9 p.m. during Ramadan and they don't dance and, and they do wear black hijabs and they can't go to the prom because of their religion. So. The school in the movie blocked the prom from happening. You know what the students did? They organized their own little prom. And, and you saw Kevin Bacon dancing and throwing confetti and everyone was happy because they had their own little private prom. Well, that's my advice to the Muslims. Ask your parents if you can have a Muslim prom. Oh wait, your parents aren't gonna let you do that either. Well, then you might just have to become Americans. You might have to throw off the hijab, start listening to rock and roll music, maybe even Christian music. Start eating what the rest of Americans eat. I won't make you eat pork, but I'm just saying, 
You can eat before nine o'clock. Maybe if your religion wasn't so restrictive, maybe you would have the freedoms that most Americans enjoy. It's called becoming part of our culture. And if you don't do that, that's fine. I respect you and your, your right to practice your religion. I respect the Baptists and their right to not dance, but you can't have it both ways. At some point, you're gonna have to make a choice and not require society to coddle and cave into your demands. The Bible says this in Isaiah chapter 58. And let's read what a Christian fast would look like. This is what God says, the God of our Bible. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, undo the heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, that you may break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry, and to bring your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard, and shall call and the Lord will say, here I am, you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst and pointing of the finger and speaking of wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will dawn in the darkness and your darkness will be as the noonday. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll have a word to conclude the show. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and supporting us. We need your donations to stay on the air. Would you please visit PrayInJesusName.org? The Bible says in Proverbs 11, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters others will also himself be watered. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.